pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Talk about a sister act. In the last hours, so-called boyfriend Brian Laundrie's sister finally breaks down and speaks to the group that have been camped outside her house for so many days. And when asked, did your brother Brian Laundrie have anything to do with Gabby's death, her homicide, she says, I don't know. Okay, that's just the beginning of what's happening today, right now, in the search for Brian Laundrie. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, let's take a listen to what Brian Laundrie's sister says to TikTok. We have fully cooperated with the police since September 11th when they called. I did not say that I saw my brother. I said I haven't been able to speak to him in reference to the time when I was called by the police. Since that point, I haven't been able to speak to my brother. I've been honest. I don't just, know this happened. Yeah. The okay. thing about it is we know Gabby's family. Gabby is. We do too. What do you want us to do? We cooperate with the police. We're not supposed to talk to anybody, and you're making my children cry. We're, we're, was Brian with you on September 1st? Did he come to this yes, house? Yes, he yeah. came to this house with my parents in their Mustang, not the van. I did not knock Dan back. I found out the next day with everybody else. We are just as upset, frustrated, and heartbroken as everybody else. And I am losing my parents and my brother and my children's aunt and my future sister-in-law on top of this. And you're not helping. Why your parents? Why why your parents? You're talking about Christmas. They're not talking to us either. Why aren't they talking to you guys? If I knew, I would say, I don't know. Do you think they're involved, your parents? I don't know. You don't know? We know. You're not involved? We have literally (laughs) been finding everything out with the news with like everybody else. Okay, you are hearing Cassie Laundrie uh, speaking She's there with her husband, James Lewis, 
And they're speaking to a horde of people that have been camped out in her front yard for days and days and days, claiming they are making her children cry. Okay, let's take a listen to more of what Cassie Laundrie, this is Brian Laundrie's sister, says upon questioning. My kids are upset. You're upsetting my neighbors, and all we want to do is let you guys know that we don't know. What happened? What did you guys do on the 6th through the 8th at Fort DeSoto? At Fort DeSoto on the 6th, we got there at around 2 o'clock, and we left around 8 because the kids had school the next day. On the 6th? On the 6th. We only stayed for about six hours. Who was there? My mom, my dad, my brother. Would you guys be willing to go on on record to say that you would like we your have. brother Brian yeah, Laundrie yeah, to this turn sense. himself over? What to what authority. what was going on at Fort Desoto Campground? What were you guys doing there? Like, were they where there was a campfire? Yeah. We were yeah. We had s'mores. We had dinner. What did Brian say anything about Gabby? We had our kids there. Nothing came up. Did he say anything about Gabby? No, we told we the were, FBI everything. We did Brian go? Did you? Does not need to know what the FBI knows. That's and true. that's why we're silent. They've asked us to not say anything. Really. This is me coming out against them. They're suffering. They we're tongue. suffering. And one more. Take a listen to our cut 247. This is Cassie Laundry speaking. The she, media said that, and my parents' lawyer really screwed me over by saying that he just Well, I saw by. the comment. He, he did made. not just stop by on the way home, and I was livid, and I'm not speaking to anybody. Yeah, no. I'm done. Because that put me in danger. That made my kids find out this horrible way with questions. Yep. We were waiting until there was some kind of closure. So the kids were just sad. Instead of sad, worried, and now really scared of you guys. Well, based off all the stuff on the internet, do you think Brian killed Gabby? I don't know. The internet is the internet. I don't know. With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Joining me, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags, host of Today with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ, WendyPatrickPhD.com, Dr. Angela Arnold, renowned psychiatrist, joining me out of the Atlanta jurisdiction at AngelaArnoldMD.com, founder, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, forensic specialist at ColdCaseCrimes.org, Cheryl McCollum, Joe Scott Morgan, professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, and star of a new hit series, Body Bags, with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart. But first, I want to go to a special guest joining us. You can find him at Mike R. Reports on Twitter. Mike R. Reports. Michael Ruiz joining us. What the hey? Now, I know you don't take sides, Michael Ruiz. That's one of the things we love about you. But if I had the sister on the stand on cross-examination, I'd have a field day with that. Did your brother murder Gabby? I don't know. What? Okay. What's new, Michael Ruiz? You're there on the scene. Tell me what's happening. Well, Kathy's remarks are uh, give us a lot of new information that we haven't had yet. And it, it's kind of remarkable because nobody on the case uh, as close to the case as her has really been talking publicly. So she came out yesterday and spoke with a group of protesters outside her house. And there wasn't media present, right? It was just a group of people who were upset about Gabby's death. And she, she was pretty forthcoming with them. And she gave a lot of information that we didn't know before. Like she confirmed rumors of a flight from Brian Laundrie out right. of Utah back 
Florida. And hold on, Michael Ruiz, I find that very interesting because every time I would ask anyone on the inner circle about that, did Brian Laundry in the middle of the road trip with Gabby Petito fly home and return the parents would say, well, we can't, we can't comment on that, which tells me it did happen. And it's, there's something that they're not supposed to talk about. Why did he fly home in the middle of a trip and return? That's a good question. And I wonder what the answer is. And I wonder how closely investigators are looking at that. If, if you look at the timing of it, he left right after they got in that fight in Utah that we saw the police body cam video of. And he returned just a couple of days before Gabby was last seen alive. Okay, I wonder if his parents flew him home to de-escalate. You know, Cheryl McCollum, uh, Director of Cold Case Research Institute, you and I have been in the trenches for many, many years. Many homicides result from it. This is quite the euphemism, domestic homicide. That makes it sound mm-hmm. all cozy, like it's a family murder. Okay, um, many, many murders are the result of domestic homicide. And in this case, I'm wondering if his parents did not insist he fly home to de-escalate. Because you just heard Michael Ruiz, uh, Mike Art reports on Twitter, state it was right after the incident in Moab where mm-hmm. Brian Laundrie should have been put behind bars. There were witnesses that saw him strike Gabby in the face. She told the cops, which they didn't release until later, that she had a burning gash on her face from him. And there were bruises on her arms, which she blamed on a backpack, an inanimate object. Should have been in jail. Do you think they flew him home to de-escalate things? I think it's likely. And again, I think law enforcement needs to find out who paid for that flight. But Nancy, between the 12th and the 17th, the 12th being when they had the interaction with law enforcement, there's a five-day period of time. Those five days, I guarantee you, were very volatile. And then he flies back out, and he's only with Gabby a short period of time until she has her last phone call with family, which is on the 25th, and then the odd text message regarding Stan, which is the grandfather who she never referred to him by his first name, is on the 27th. I start to really key in on some dates after that. The 31st, when he uses the debit card and sends another bogus text message. But really, the 29th or 30th, he has to be heading home by then. So on the 29th, he's got to be headed back to Florida in order to make it by the 1st. The 31st, she changes the camping reservation, his mama. So on the 31st of August, mama knows he's coming back alone and he's driving. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I want to talk about that time period. Michael Ruiz, uh, you just heard what Cheryl McCollum said. So what time, what, what date do we think he flew home, Michael Ruiz, and returned to Gabby? It's a little muddy, but we have a, kind of a rough idea of he went home on about August 17th mm-hmm. and returned to Florida around, uh, returned from Florida to Utah around August 23rd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that last phone call was the 25th. The odd stand text was the 27th. After that was the no cell service in Yosemite where they were not. Then 29 through 30, I think Cheryl hit the nail on the head. I believe he's coming home. By the 31st, the mother changed the reservation at DeSoto Park from 2 to 3. She knew he was coming home. Okay, Dr. Angela Arnold, do you believe the parents flew him home from that trip in an attempt to de-escalate what should have been an arrest of Brian Laundrie by Moab police? If they did, Nancy, then in my mind that points to the fact that this is not the first time that something like this has happened. And I'm telling you, Nancy, I know y'all are talking about domestic violence. There has already been intimate partner violence. Let's call it what it is. There is intimate partner violence inside of their relationship. No person just slaps their beautiful little fiance around and gets away with it without that being called intimate partner violence in my books. So that is something we are already dealing with here. And the question is, how deep is it and how long has it been going on? But but I'm telling you, it's indicative. It's been going on for a while, Nancy. Well, I agree with you. Wendy Patrick, um, from all the years that I volunteered at the Battered Women's Center and prosecuted, I learned this. You don't go from zero to 110 MPH overnight. The fact that he would slap her in the face, in the face, on the sidewalk, in broad daylight, on Main Street, in Moab, tells me that this is not his first time at the rodeo. This is not the first time he has hit her. That's 
exactly what we look at in terms of how behavior escalates over time. And you have to think that if this was so instinctive, so almost easy to engage in, you know, we've already speculated, I wonder how bad it could possibly be behind closed doors. But then you wonder whether her reaction was also sort of patterned, used to covering for him, used to downplaying, claiming to be the aggressor, all of the rest of it. You know what it does, Nancy? It puts that contact in context that happened when the, you have the video footage and then you have the flight home. And it really makes you wonder whether or not we should be putting, as we are on this show, far more significance on the dynamics of that relationship early on. Guys, we're talking about the very latest of the search for so-called boyfriend, Brian Laundry. It's got to be prime suspect in the homicide of Gabby Petito left to decompose out in the open in the wild in Wyoming, the Grand Tetons. In the last hours, his sister, Cassie Laundry, has sought to basically clear her name after a disastrous comment she made on Good Morning America. Take a listen now to our cut 242 as she speaks to a TikToker. The media ended up misconstruing what I said when they asked me if I had seen my brother, like I said in the beginning. They didn't say, have you seen Brian? It was, what's the weirdest thing about this all? It was, you know, I haven't been able to speak to my brother. I tried to contact him after this. I tried to contact my family after this. I hadn't been able to speak to my brother. Do you know That's about any additional burner phones? I have no idea. So you don't know nothing? No. Like- He's my brother that I don't talk to that much. And the parents ain't talking to you. Your own parents are not talking to you for what reason? They just... The lawyer said not. Who's the lawyer? Their their parents' lawyer. Their lawyers. We have nothing to hide. We were told not to talk to anybody. And I'm upset that we have come out and do this and then explain myself to the judge. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Michael Ruiz joining us, reporter of Fox News Digital at Mike R. Reports. She's muddying the waters even further because she's saying I didn't have a chance to talk to him. She says the media misconstrued what she said. I think that's possible. And she says over and over she hasn't been able to speak to her brother. But she did on two occasions. And then she says, as we have all uh, discussed earlier, you remember the day, Michael Ruiz, I commented that I guarantee you the parents and that lawyer have put up a cone of silence and they are not letting her talk to him about anything to do with Gabby. That's exactly what she confirmed. She says they told her not to talk. Her parents have been told not to talk to her. Michael? Yeah, that's interesting that she came out and said that. And, you know, she did give us some answers to questions we were asking, but now we have more questions uh, after her, her little interview there. Because everything she raised kind of points to, well, I mean, I'm, I'm confused about what you're saying. Because she said it's her brother that she barely ever talks to. And like you just pointed out, they spoke twice, uh, you know, in the 10-day span before Gabby was reported missing and after he returned home. And it's, it's very um, – it, it points to kind of the lack of communication that she's getting with, their, with her parents, which it seems like is just as frustrating for her as it is for, you know, us in the media who would love answers from the parents as well. A lot has been made of a recent alleged sighting of Brian Laundry on the Appalachian Trail. Cheryl McCollum has been at the Appalachian Trail giving us the conditions. Cheryl McCollum, what are the conditions there on the Appalachian Trail, as you told us yesterday? Nancy, it gets very cool at night in the 50s. Um, the ground is very wet right now from all the rain. Um, leaves are falling, so rocks, it's real slick. 
uh, the fog is heavy. I mean, it just holds on. So visibility is about zero on top of the mountains. Um, the forest is very dense. All the leaves are, you know, clearly still on the trees. They're falling a little bit. But Walt literally walked not even five feet from me into the wood line, and I would lose visibility of him. So, I mean, it's rough terrain. It's it's not easy to traverse it at all. But I will tell you, we met several people yesterday at the start of the Appalachian Trail in Georgia that said they were just now starting their trek to Maine because they wanted that adventurous, you know, really rough, you know, snow and all that. They wanted that experience. So it is still a very active trail. There are people, you know, headed up and down right now as we speak. You know, another thing, um, Brian Laundrie's sister says she does not know where he is, and quote, I'd turn him in. And that is probably why the parents are not letting him talk to her or did not let him talk to her. But Joe Scott Morgan, Professor of Forensics, based on every case study we've ever had, I find it very difficult to believe the parents are not in touch with him. So how forensically are we going to find him? through the parents. Well, you know, obviously I think the first step along this is the burner phone. You know, we keep going back to that. People keep discussing this where their phones that were distributed by the parents to one another, maybe to the attorney and to him, you know, does he have this? And again, this is not something that's necessarily on, on their radar relative to uh, AT&T or any of these other, you know, purchases, you know, you can go down to a big box store and pick one of these things up. So I think that it would be very difficult to track unless the FBI or one of these, uh, agencies is using some kind of specialized, uh, tracking device in order to track this down. You know, you talk about, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were you about to say stingray? Yeah, I was. Okay, go ahead, please. Yeah. And so, but you know, I think that if they do that, um, they're going to have to have a generalized location of where he might be. And how do you vet through all that data? Now I can tell you, Nancy, I, I strongly believe that any communication that the parents are having is being closely, and I mean closely monitored. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold, hold on. Now you're the forensic expert. Let me let's just twist this around mm-hmm. what you just said. You got to have Brian Laundry's location to get his burner phone number. True. But you have the parents' location. Yeah. So if you stingray the parents, you get their cell phone, right? And then yes, if you, you have would. their cell phone and you have a warrant, you can then download right. whatever uh, text messages, incoming calls, everything from the from the cloud, correct? Yeah, you can. And go back to what the sister said. So I don't need Brian Laundry's location to get the info of what burner he's using. And the FBI, you know, according to Cassie, the FBI said, I mean, she she's saying, listen, the rest of the world doesn't need to know what the FBI knows. And that's telling, isn't it? You know, when you begin to think about that, they she even implies the FBI told us not to say peep about anything. So are the is the FBI looking? Are they looking into, you know, maybe they have these electronic warrants where they can track all of this stuff down and they're monitoring. Nancy, this is literally the most solid lead that they have relative to trying to pinpoint where he is. They know where where the parents are. It's a static location. They're watching them, everything that they do.
big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Nancy, can I please jump in? Jump! September 1st, Brian gets home to his parents' house alone. Where do they go immediately? Cassie's house. The person he supposedly don't talk to. The person she ain't talked to. I call BS. What do they do on the 6th through the 8th? They meet with Cassie. She goes to the campground. They have dinner. They have s'mores, but they don't talk. I call BS again. And I'm going to tell you the reason mama got him a new phone on the fourth. Two reasons. One, so when the FBI shows up and says, give me his phone, here it is. She's got a phone to give him. Second reason, think about what was happening between probably the sixth through the 11th. How many times do you think Gabby's mama and daddy called them called Brian because they couldn't reach her. And your extrapolation is what, Cheryl? Your point is? That again, the sister was at the campground. She had to know. The phones would all be ringing. She claims she knows her family. They didn't reach out to her either because she was conveniently on vacation in Orlando. She had a cell phone. Their, her parents were so frantic. She was trying to get everybody on the phone and nobody Nobody in that entire group would contact them back and give them any information. Every call went unanswered. Wendy Patrick. Thank you. One thing I've noticed listening to these interviews is it's kind of like you have to listen to a witness. Uh, Kathy is very careful about what she says. I mean, nobody wants to get charged with lying to the police, which is one of the charges that's easiest to prove in retrospect when you suspect somebody's covering up. We, she's very careful in when she says that the topic of Gabby doesn't come up and when she doesn't. She's very careful when she answers reporter questions. If she decides to sit for an interview, what law enforcement will have done is taken apart all the answers she's given and crafted their own questions to be able to get the material 
that they want. And that may be why she hasn't sat for an interview already. And it may be why she made the very telling statement she did about what the FBI knows more than they're telling. Back to Fox News digital reporter Mike R. reports on Twitter. Michael Ruiz joining us. Michael, you say that we've learned a lot from her most recent interviews. For instance, you brought out the flight, which I find very, very interesting. And if you study uh, the battered women syndrome, you know the point is to de-escalate the situation as best you can. All right. What more, Michael, under your analysis, do you think we learned from Sister Cassie? Well, another thing that's really striking here is that the lack of communication between her and her parents. Uh, you know, what's going on there? Do they maybe want to keep distance between themselves and her? That's that's a question I have about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is she said, she said their lawyer threw her under the bus. She's, she, she seems like she's disappointed in the way this is unfolding. So... What, what's going on there? Another thing she said, now I, I want to circle back to the parents calling and reaching out. She did say to those TikTokers yesterday that she has no record on her uh, phone history of calls from Gabby's father before the 11th. So she speculated in that interview that maybe he didn't have the right number for her, uh, but she did say they didn't call her to ask. So that's another thing we learned yesterday. I went about from the mother or the stepfather. Guys, uh, following up on what Michael Ruiz from Fox News Digital just told us, take a listen to our cut 245. I understand. I'm in the boat where I'm getting ignored by my family and thrown under the bus by my family's attorney. Why Why would he do that? Like, why? Protect his client because she's not their client. So I'm just as mad. Okay, let's take a listen to what Sister Cassie Laundrie says. This is very, very revealing. Take a listen to our cut two, four, three. So when Gabby was missing, the parents uh, weren't even looking for her. They weren't even out looking for her. We don't even know what they knew. Do you know that she was missing when they went to Fort DeSoto? No. You didn't have no clue that she was missing? The detective that was working with Gabby's mom called me up. Well, we were on vacation. We were in Orlando. And then I called her back because we were eating dinner, and I told her everything she needs to know. We told them from day one that we were at Fort DeSoto with them on the 6th, and that we came over here on the 1st. The police has known everything that's out there the whole time, from September 11th night on. That's when I became involved, and I knew nothing before that. Does that even make sense, Michael Ruiz, that she is out camping with her parents, that as Cheryl McCollum pointed out, day one, September 1, laundry finally rolls into town. We've got the time, 1036, according to a license grabber. The first thing they do is go to Cassie's. Then they go camping with Cassie, and nobody ever, she never, she says nobody mentioned Gabby was missing. But didn't she notice Gabby wasn't around the campfire? That's a good question, but also... So before they went to Cassie's house, you know, Brian dropped off the van and they got in the Mustang and he rode in the back seat of a Mustang, which if you've ever done. Hey, 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 slow down, Ruiz. I mean, I'm drinking from the fire hydrant here. What now? Slow it down. I've got to process everything you say. What? Okay, so we know that he got back on September 1st around, I think it was 1045 a.m. from the license plate reader, like you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But he didn't go to Kathy's house in the van, right? So the van is what showed up on the license plate reader. But he goes to Kathy's house with his parents in their Mustang. And she took very uh, great pains to point out they came in the Mustang. You're right. Go ahead. So, you know, a van is a lot roomier than a Mustang, right? Especially if you have to have an adult sitting in the back seat. So that's just an interesting detail that we didn't know before. And the question is, 
you know, why? And I'm making a flow chart out of everything you say. Why Mustang V Camper? But still, I mean, you know, at night, Cheryl McCollum, when we sit down to supper, it's always Lucy. I always sit down and say, where's Lucy? Go get Lucy. Every single night, where's Lucy? She's missing. She's not here at supper. We're not starting without her. Nobody noticed Gabby wasn't there. She never said, where's Gabby? I find right. that very hard to believe, Cheryl. And I want to believe, Cassie. I really do. Not just that. She knows her brother is home two months early. And he's already been home one other time. So you know she'd be questioning it. And my question is, did she text Gabby or call Gabby or FaceTime with Gabby with her children after the 28th? I bet she didn't. Nancy, she also makes reference in these interviews to the fact that, you know, she talks about the relationship that she had with Gabby at one point in time. If I remember correctly, she actually said, hey, I'm I'm missing. I'm, I'm, I'm missing my my future sister-in-law here. And so she you know, there's an awareness of the of the relationship that she has with her. And that's the big question, isn't it? You know, why Why wouldn't you dig dig deep into this and ask us questions? Maybe it did happen. Yeah, hold on. I want to I analyze that. And everybody jump in. For those of you that are joining us, this is how you build a case. I would sit with my investigator or my bestie in the DA's office, and we would go over and over. And it wasn't um, work. It was trying to, it's like putting together a Rubik's Cube. And this is what you do. You analyze every single angle. Uh, back to you, Cheryl McCollum, you've met both of my sisters-in-law and mm-hmm. I, I love them. If Absolutely. we had a family event and David's sister, Donna, wasn't there, it, it would just be completely wrong because at every function, she's front and center, the life of the party the loving, creative, funny one. And here I find it really hard to believe if she loves Gabby and her children love Gabby, she never said, hey, where's Gabby? Not once. Yeah. And when Gabby's mama called everybody, why didn't you pick up the phone and say, we don't know where she is either. This is horrible. We'll help you look. They didn't do any of that. And I'll tell you something else Cassie didn't do. She says she's in Orlando on vacation when the detective calls her. She waited till after dinner to call him back because she said, oh, we were eating dinner. So I called him after that. No urgency. So but right. You, you're telling me so a detective right. called you about your future sister-in-law who you supposedly love like a sister that's missing. And you didn't call your mama immediately. And you didn't call Brian immediately. I'm going to tell you, I'm calling BS on Cassie again. Because you knew. Because you knew. Damn right. What it was about it's not that you're eating your chicken tenders at a mickey mouse house Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are analyzing word for word everything in the so-called sister act that Cassie Laundrie has stated. And it seemed very spontaneous when she came out and addressed the crowd of people that were outside her door, she said, making her children cry. Was it spontaneous? Dr. Angela Arnold, you don't think she went over everything she was going to say with her husband before they went out? You don't think she discussed it with her parents or that lawyer where everybody told her to clam up? And it's interesting also how she's giving, she gives little pieces of things like, oh, we're not even supposed to be talking to you because the FBI, you know, the FBI might know things and y'all don't need to know them and we shouldn't even be talking to you. And I also heard her husband say in that in that footage, we can't even hear y'all in the house. We don't even hear y'all in the house. And I'm like, why are you saying that? She's saying that the kids are upset. Yeah, you're right. I want you to hear something that um, I think Michael Ruiz and Cheryl McCollum pointed out. Our cut 248. I'd also like to say that not to um, upset Mr. Tito any further, but I did not get any phone calls from him in the days prior to the September 11th. September 11th, I checked my phone records. I don't see any. He maybe had the wrong number. So I was not ignoring his phone calls. I didn't get them. Interesting. She goes to great pains to defend herself. Guys, we were talking about the whereabouts of Brian Laundrie. Straight back to Michael Ruiz, Fox News Digital investigative reporter joining us. He is at Mike R. Reports on Twitter. Michael, what more do you think we learn from Sister Cassie when she goes out to speak to TikTokers? Well, uh, you know, another thing that it, it, this is a little bit of a, a sad aspect of this story. She did say her children, right, so who would have been Gabby's, you know, nieces and nephews in the future, um, they learned about her death only through the protests on Saturday, which is a little bit heartbreaking when you hear her say that to these people. Uh, and it's just, but as, as we just pointed out, uh, they said that they couldn't hear the protesters from inside the house. So which part of that is true? I mean, did the children hear that from protesters or can they not hear what's going on outside? I mean, it, it raises a lot of questions. Uh, about, as I said earlier, there's so many more questions than answers here. So there's a lot 
there's a lot to unpack and a lot to look into. I hate it when reporters yes, say that more questions than answers, but actually, Michael Ruiz, you're right. Who's jumping in? Wendy, Patrick, go ahead. One thing that I would point out that I thought was uh, significant if I were roundtabling this is what Gabby didn't, is what you have Cassie not talking about, which is prior domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So you wonder, and if I were roundtabling this, I would say, had there been a time in the past where the two separated and they took a timeout and maybe Brian came back to the house without Gabby. But you'll notice nobody is talking about that. That would be an explanation for why a silence, period of silence wasn't questioned, especially given the information about this plane flight. Well, you're right. And she did mention it. Uh, take a listen to our cut 244. Have you ever seen Brian hit Gabby? No. Have you ever seen him fight? No. Have you ever seen him hit any woman? No, no. I've never seen him be silent. No, you know no. that we talked to neighbors. We canvassed canvas your parents' neighborhood. Yeah. They heard screams coming out of your parents' house many mul- on multiple occasions. Your parents' house. Okay. Screams. I don't know what to tell you about that. I've been our kids. We lived there for a year. Oh, you lived at the uh, at yeah. the home in Wabasso? Yeah. Abby and Brian lived with us. When they were in New York. And you never seen a fight? No argue? No. <laughs> So what you're hearing is Cassie Laundrie addressing questions, had there been prior domestic violence? And she's basically saying, A, I didn't live there, so I don't really know. But that, no, she had never. And we have to keep in mind, she had not been living in that home. Isn't that right, Michael Ruiz? For a period of years, Michael joining us at Mike R. Reports on Twitter, correct? So, well, that's a little muddy. I, I think what I got from that exchange there is that she, she said she did live with them for uh, a short period in the, in the parents' home on Wasabo Avenue or Wabasso Avenue um, for a few months while the, the parents, from the neighbor's I was told that the parents bought the house but didn't move in right away because uh, uh, Roberta was undergoing medical treatments back in New York. And in that, in a little bit of that time frame, uh, the children lived there. So Kathy and Brian lived there with their significant others. Uh, and I guess there was a tiny bit of overlap. Tiny bit of overlap. You're actually correct. Again, Michael Ruiz, let me ask you this. Why were there so many 911 calls to the laundry home. Now, that's another good question. A lot of the information we got has been redacted, but we know basically since this story became public, they've been calling 911 a lot. And it's been on protesters. It's been on parking on the street. When Dog the Bounty Hunter showed up and knocked on their door, they called 911 for some reason. So they're, uh, they seem to be in touch with the authorities a lot when they want to be. Um, and when Gabby is missing and Brian is missing, you know, maybe they're not reaching out as much. So to you, Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert, what is your take on what we learned from the sister in her so-called sister act as she goes out, we think, spontaneously to speak to protesters? Is it planned? Is it not planned? And where do you believe Brian Laundrie is now? When I see her, Nancy, and I saw her out on the lawn, I saw anger. They're both, her and her spouse are out there self-soothing. They've got their arms tightly to themselves. Take a look at the video. They're kind of rubbing themselves, you know, out there trying to self-soothe. A lot like the person, one of the people you probably despise most on this planet is Chris Watts when he stood out on the porch and was self-soothing. Do you remember that? I certainly do. they're standing there and they, she's furious. And you know what? As an investigator, I got to say, she is the weak point in the armor. If I'm trying to she elicit is the information. She link. She certainly yes, she is. is. Yeah. She's the chink. 
I would apply pressure to her absolutely from an investigative standpoint because now there is a crack of light. She has information they're holding on to. And let me tell you one more thing. I don't believe that there is a lack of awareness of any kind of infighting. I think that there is awareness. And I think that there was there are things that have been going on within that family. I was, you know, I, I took a look at images from do you remember the Dune trip? where they were, they were, you know, kind of uh, uh, taking the boards down the dunes. There's a, there's a freeze frame there. If you take a look, and I, I'd love just to say this about Gabby real quick. Her right shoulder, there are resolving bruises there that I can pick up on that I actually saw there. There are multiple resolving bruises on her right shoulder blade in one of those freeze frames off of Twitter where they're cruising down and everybody's laughing. Where'd they come from? Because this predates all the trips to Utah and then eventually to Wyoming. You know, how, how does this young lady get these bruises on her right shoulder blade? And they're healing. And I'm really wondering what else was going on here. And when these autopsy results come out, these things will have been explored. They will have been explored and maybe we'll have some explanations. And you know, Nancy, if I may, if I may jump in real quickly, there's been this constant discrepancy since the beginning of this story First, he was called her boyfriend. Then he was called her fiance. Then he was called her boyfriend. Something, those titles are indicative that something was going on. What about it, Michael Ruiz? Hadn't they called off their engagement before they went on the trip? Yeah, I don't know if it was before they went on the trip or early on in the trip. Uh, And it it is a little bit confusing here. And we have heard the titles be kind of used interchangeably here. But uh, her parents did say they kind of minimized... um, which title was being used early on in the investigation. So, you know, maybe they were a couple going through some issues, uh, but they were, they were certainly still a couple. How long had they known each other? What was their relationship when they were in grammar school and middle school, Michael? So grammar school and middle school, I'm not sure that they met. I, I, I'm, the information that I've gotten from the family and from, uh, you know, some, some people who grew up with them is that they met in high school uh, at Bayport Blue Point High School on Long Island, and they started dating after they graduated. So they were, you know, they were young adults when they began dating, but they had already graduated high school. But they did go to school together at the same time, and they, you know, they did know each other yeah, growing this up. Is, this is why I was asking, this is Wendy, about the on again, off again, the potential areas where they may have, you know, not talked or broken up and gotten back together. If there had been gaps like that in the past, I just wondered if that might not be at least something the defense would argue would be an explanation for why it wouldn't have been totally out of the ordinary to take that period of separation, especially because they have, when pressed, only when pressed, admitted the domestic violence. And then this issue with the titles, that also calls into question whether or not they'd broken up in the past and whether returning without her would have raised the red flags that we believe it should have. What about it, Cheryl? Jump in. Nancy, I'm going to go back to the sister one more time. Okay. When she says, I checked my phone records. Okay, really? You've got to go back through your phone records to see whether or not you've got a missed call from this man. The reality is her family was also posting all over social media. There ain't no way she missed it. There ain't no way she didn't know. I called BS for the fourth time on this sister. Okay, what are your four BS calls? Well, that she didn't know, that she didn't get a call from the dad, that she didn't have any conversation with anybody at the campsite, that that Brian just came over on September 1st and it was, quote, a normal visit. And I'll tell you something else she said in that little statement. She said they came over in their Mustang. So now we know it wasn't Brian's Mustang, his parents' Mustang. They parked it. They planted it. They sent another red herring. 
she's nothing but a red herring, but she sees what's coming down. She knows they're only protecting Brian. They're not protecting her. So she best get to talking. I'm telling you. So Michael Ruiz uh, joining us, Fox News digital investigative reporter at Mike R. Roberts on Twitter. Michael, what about the search at Carlton Reserve? Is it over? And what about the search at DeSoto? Is it over? Well, the search at Carlton Reserve was still going on yesterday. It's definitely scaled down, you know, from what we saw with the huge show of force early on in the search. Uh, but they're still looking through there. And the water levels have gone down significantly, which exposes more areas for them to search uh, a little bit easier. So they are looking there. I'm not sure what they're going to find. At Fort DeSoto, I know Dog is on the hunt over there, um, and he's had private canine units with him, and they're following up on leads over there. But I've also talked to you know, locals, uh, especially fishermen and you know charter captains in the area, who say, look, this place is a little bit difficult to hide out. Like, yeah, he could have come here for a day or two, maybe camped out and then used it as a jumping off point to get somewhere else. But so many people go to that beach on the weekends uh, that it'd be it'd be tough to kind of remain hidden. You know, a, another thing that I noticed, and Michael Ruiz, anybody jump in? Cheryl, you were talking about the sister saying, I didn't get any calls from her father. Well, what about her mother? She very carefully said, I didn't get any calls from her father. What about her mother? And what about her stepfather? What about anybody? Yeah, she's very careful when she talks, but she does tell on herself. Just like when I said weeks ago, she said Gabby was like a sister, and then she stops. She doesn't say she was like a sister to me. She stops short. Again, she never one time looked for her. She never one time looked in the reserve for her brother. She knows they're not missing. We wait as justice unfolds. That reward is now up to $180,000 and the search for so-called boyfriend Brian Laundry tip line 1-800-CALL-FBI 1-800-225-5324. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Overspending on Amazon? Earn while you shop with Drop. 
Earn rewards on every purchase, online or in-store. Download Drop now and use code DROP11 to get $5 in points. Get rewarded for shopping today. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.